Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. It's Corey Richmond joined by Jason Brooks for a special episode for an instant reaction to the 2021 Royal Rumble. Jason, uh, an interesting show, a little bit longer than the normal shows have been, but it's one of the big four. We had a monumental uh, first-time winner, and we had a guy win for the second time. Edge won, Bianca Belair won. We had a, another title change of the women's match, which was in the pre-show, which I don't know how many people did see. But, uh, Jay, what's your uh, overall thoughts on the 2021 uh, Royal Rumble pay-per-view as a whole? One of my biggest takeaways is I feel like there haven't been a lot of shows where the fans were, like, super missed. Obviously, they've been missed in general. We know that. But there haven't been a lot of shows in the last few months where it's like, oh, man, the fans should have been there for that. This was a show that the fans really were missed. And I know the WWE had the opportunity to do um, a show with the fans, but they didn't want to tear everything down and bring everything back up at Tropicana. But, man, it would have been nice to have the fans there. I think the Royal Rumble event is really a show for the marks and uh, more than WrestleMania, I think. And it would have really, really been cool to see the fans be able to be there and react to Bianca Belair and Edge and Carlito and Christian. So, um, yeah, my biggest takeaway is I think the event was hurt by not having fans. Um, that being said, yeah, I mean, you know, I thought the men's Royal Rumble was really good. I thought the last man standing match uh, was really good until the handcuff incident. So uh, overall, I thought it was a solid Rumble. Um, I wouldn't say it's one of the better ones, though. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to talking about it with you. Yeah, and before we forget, you can always check us out on Twitter and Instagram at WorkshootPod. Um, I would say my overall thoughts, I thought it was a – a solid show like we talk about most weeks. And we spoke about this past uh, Thursday on our usual time. So at seven o'clock on the simulcast on the wrestling life Facebook group uh, that looking forward to the show, you know, wasn't super looking forward to, but I always think that the entering product, these guys always work hard and they're going to bring it, you know, every chance they get. So coming from that aspect, I was pleasantly surprised. And I thought we had the right winners for, for both the, uh, both shows, you know, I I thought there was a good chance Bianca was going to win, and I thought there was a very good chance that Edge was going to win. So, I mean, was it chalk? Because, you know, you always have the chance of a Charlotte or a Bailey, the more established names, them going with person they, they could depend on. But I think it's the year of Bianca Belair after what she did last year, and also with that promo from Edge on Monday night, it, they, those felt like the right aspects of the people to win. And I think that those final three in the women's match kind of felt like maybe not a passing of the torch, but at least for that moment, it felt like something special where you're not making up for last year's NXT show when you had the three-way, but it felt, it felt right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of reaction on Twitter and stuff. And one of the things I really like is Brian Alvarez was like, you know, Bianca Belair, Belair had one of the best WWE babyface promos in years. And, you know, I, I, I thought about how emotional she was. And even when she beat uh, Bailey a few days before in SmackDown, how emotional she was and how much this means to her. It's great. Like, it's great to see as a fan. Like, that's a baby face. 
She's not pandering to the audience. She's not uh, thinking about the scripted lines. She's just this really excited person who accomplished this huge goal um, and is very, very excited about it. So excited. She was like uncontrollable. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for her. It's a big spot. It's, it's a, I mean, you know, normally these women who have been in the spots have been really pretty strong workers. And I would say she's getting better, but she's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for her. She's an amazing talent. And, um, you know, I, you know, I've, of course, I love the fact that she's an African-American woman getting this opportunity. Um, but, you know, she's a, she, she's a great athlete. Everybody talks about how good of a person she is. Uh, backstage, Johnny Gargano, um, Candice LeRae were really uh, hyping her up. Um, I think she would have, I think the fans would have really been into her winning as well. Um, I think they might have been a little bummed about Rhea Ripley. Um, I know on the Russell Life group, someone posted on Twitter some racist comments toward her winning. And, you know, oh, really? We, yeah, we, I mean, come on. Oh, really? We, we know that stuff's going to be out there, right? But, um, you know, it, it's great that she won. And, and we'll see if she can, if she can step up in, in, in WrestleMania, at WrestleMania, because it's going to be a really, really big spot for her. So we'll get more into wrestling, uh, the WrestleMania ramifications in a minute. But let's let's take it because you mentioned the word WrestleMania, and that's and this is usually the kickoff to WrestleMania. We'll go over the whole card momentarily. But we had our two big winners, like we said, Edge at age at age forty seven, Bianca Belair age thirty one. Which, if you looked at it, you wouldn't believe that she was ever thirty one years old. But I just took a look on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia is never wrong. So we'll, we'll go with the fact that that's right. But right now, your choices are Asuka. Um, Io Shirai, which I don't think they would do, or Sasha Banks. Where would you say, what do you think they'll do, and what would you like to see happen for Bianca Belair? What, what direction do you want to see well, them go? They're not doing Io Shirai. Um, and I didn't just throw that out there because we didn't yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. yeah, I definitely don't think they're doing Io Shirai. Um, they, they're going to tease it, though, which they should. So I think it's going to, it's got to be Sasha, right? Um, you know, uh, our buddy, Brian Drake, friend of the podcast, former college, uh, uh, college friend of ours. Um, you know, we were I was talking to him about, uh, what I think is going to happen at WrestleMania with edge. And, you know, he's like, you can't do baby face versus baby face, but I think you can, I think baby face versus baby face has really been effective, especially at WrestleMania and telling a good story. Like I always go back to HBK and Cena. I think that's one of the better stories, WrestleMania stories they've ever told. So uh, Brian Drake, of course, with the fantasy football hustle too. He does very well. I don't think he needs advertisement for other, from us. But uh, but no, um, yeah. So I, I think babyface, babyface stories are some of the most effective stories they can tell. Because at that point, it's not about you hating each other, right? It's about you wanting the title. It's about you wanting to be the best. And there's always going to be conflict in two people who are generally good people, but want to be the best and are competitive. Um, and that's where I think you get the sports feel to it. So um, I think they could do a, a very good story with that. Um, I think Bianca has really been pretty good on the mic and her personality really shines through. Um, even if some, you know, sometimes she just flubs on the mic, whatever, but her personality shines through. Um, so yeah, I think they go Sasha, uh, 
Bianca because Asuka's the champion. I mean, it's all baby faces. That's funny too. So, um, and I, you know, I don't think you get Carmella in there. Nobody, come on. We don't want to see that. So yeah, I think Sasha against uh, Bianca Belair would be where I would go. I also think, I mean, Asuka's great. So, I mean, it, it could be any three of those women really. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, Sasha and uh, Bianca's where I would go. And I think that's, I think sometimes the most obvious is sometimes the easiest and the best route. You don't have to reinvent the wheel when you're, when you're booking for WrestleMania. And former guest of the show, Jay Washington, you can check out, you know, his podcast, Blurds in, Blurds in the Hood, you know, every week on, on YouTube. Uh, he said, you know, this is a really big moment if you do that match for all African-American, you know, girls out there to go and see, you know, representation on one of the biggest shows of the year. And it will be a good sign with everything going on in our country. You know, the first African-American vice president, a lot of things going on. This would be another step in the right direction. I, I don't, and I don't want to see that being the reason why they do it for just to have the idea of we're making this big moment and WWE is inclusive and all this other stuff. But I think it's the right story to tell with, you know, Sasha being the standard bearer and you have this upstart who is basically the new version of her, of, you know, everything she did in NXT. And, you know, basically she's taking her place. And I think you could have a start off as, you know, a friendly rivalry. And as the months go on of the next two months of programming, you could have the two of them get more into with each other. And this could be your big feud going into WrestleMania. I don't think this is your headline match of one of the two nights, but I think that this could be the match that really helps set the goal going forward in this company with, you know, representation and you know getting things out there and you know with the mandalorian and you know her being the super athlete and everything i think this could really help sell the show i agree i i think there's no doubt about it i think you can tell a good story i think they have time and i could see it being a really good match too and then on the on the other end like you said 47 year old edge he's, he's still going and hyping the idea of you know Randy Orton being someone in his future. I mean, I don't see them putting the title on Randy Orton before WrestleMania, but you never know what Vince is going to decide. And you have all these outside rumors of, you know, of Goldberg still being involved, John Cena in major matches. So do you, from what we have now, do you want to see the battle of the Spears with Edge versus the, uh, the head of the table with Roman Reigns? Do you want to see Drew McIntyre? And I'm just throwing it out there, Finn Balor. I mean, yeah, Randy I, I mean, I give all champions. Of yeah, yeah, I really want to see Daniel Bryan against Reigns. Um, I think it was that fast lane match from years ago was maybe Reigns' top couple of matches he's ever had on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the match I want to see at WrestleMania, and I, could, I think they could just tell a great story. I, I really do. It would not be scripted, or you know, as script. I just think they could do tell a great story. Um, and then you have Edge against Drew on Raw. And Edge is an amazing promo and really could do some 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 good stuff with, with Drew. And, you know, as I said, you can do babyface versus babyface. Now, you might say, oh, well, we've got, you know, uh, Bianca against a babyface. And then you've got, you know, Edge against a baby. So that, you know, maybe that's too much. I don't know how you want to do that. Um I, I think Orton's going to go against Wyatt at WrestleMania as much as I you know may not want to see that. You don't think that feud might be over by either Elimination Station or Fastlane? It feels like it's never going to end. feels like it's never going to end. Also, what was up with Orton's face? He was, mean, he, was, he looked like he was burnt to a crisp on Monday, and then he's magically bet there was no something, there was no scars on his face at all. Like, that is, a, that is a, man, what a great makeup job they did on him. <laughs> 
But um, um, yeah, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different directions they can go. I think Drew and Edge would be would be would be a good feud, and I think they could tell a good story. Um, and and also the big thing with with you know Daniel Bryan and Reigns and with Edge and Drew is I trust those four guys. I trust those four guys on the mic to really be able to tell a good story. And there are also four veterans who aren't going to get their hand held. So you, you know that if it's something shitty in the story, they're going to say they don't want to do it and they're going to be allowed to do that. So um, th- that's where I would probably go. But if they went edge against Reigns, like that would be fine too. Like either way, that'd be great. And maybe that'd be better because we wouldn't have to deal with Vince as much. So yeah, I don't know. Um, really could go, could go either way. Uh, but I think they they stick with um, Edge on Raw because he's been on Raw. Um, you know, the times that he since he's been back, he's been on Raw. So that's probably where he would be. But who knows? I kind of feel like we're going to have Reigns versus Edge. I feel that's the direction we're going to go. I mean, I know that there's been no hints of it, but. What are you going to do? With, well, first of all, why? Um, it's fine that you feel that way, but why do you feel that way? And then what are you going to do with Drew? I think Drew is going to – I'm not sure what they're going to do with Drew. That, I mean, that's you got a good point there. What do you do with the title match? But I still think there's – I think there's a better story to be told with different generations with, you know, with Reigns basically thinking that he's the best thing in, you know, of all time right now and such a big head, thinking that he's un, unbeatable. And you have this guy who's from a different generation, who's got this, you know, fairy tale story, trying to go up against the biggest, baddest guy in the, on the block. But you could tell that story with Daniel Bryan too. And you could. I mean, I mean, you can mostly, mostly tell that story with Bryan too. And you know, I mean, the and here's the thing too, right? Like you saw what what's happened with Jay Uso with the Great Feud. This Owens Feud was amazing. So Reigns has been kind of on fire. So I, there's a lot of different ways they could go. I mean, I get what you're saying. And it could go either way, but you have to have Drew go against someone. Cena? No, I really, I mean, I guess you could, but I think Cena's at a point where he's not, he's not trying to challenge for titles. He's trying to mostly be there to put people over. Um, so that's what I expect to see, but you know, who knows, who knows? It, it really, it really, really could go either way, but I'm very curious to see where, where they go. And, and I mean, as much as it pains me to say this, the Miz somehow still has the money in a bank briefcase. So he may factor in here at some point as well. I hope not. And I don't sure, think, right. I don't think he will because they've made him look like a, a complete jobber, but you know, maybe he, maybe he factors in at some point. Hey, you know, bad bunny was much better as a wrestler than he was a singer tonight, but you know, that's just personal opinion, but you know, that's all I really want to talk about when it comes to bad bunny tonight. But, uh, Jay, so let's let's talk about this card as a whole. From uh, did you get a chance to watch the pre-show, or did you tune no. in at seven o'clock? No, I don't. I don't ever watch the pre-show. All right, so because the, the problem is, Corey. Here's the thing. I and I'm gonna say this. Whenever I've said, "Oh, there's a match on the pre-show," let me watch the pre-show. I turn the pre-show on, Corey, and it's 15 minutes of Booker T and Charlie and uh, Rosenberg, wh- whatever his name is. And Sam Roberts, and I'm like, I, I can't do this. And then I turn it off. And I've probably done that like 10 times. I've turned on pre-show to like, oh, let me keep it on for a few minutes. And then I get so annoyed listening to them 
analyze scripted matches that I get I get frustrated and I, I can't I can't handle it. <laughs> um and so and so yeah, and so the, I've never watched I never watched the pre-shows. Um so I did not watch this one. I heard that it was fine. Um so we don't need to you can get into it if you want. I didn't watch it. I don't I it didn't sound like it was anything really crazy anyway and also kind of who cares. So basically, the match was uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating Asuka and Charlotte to rewin back the titles in 10 minutes and 33 seconds. The backtrack of the match was basically to continue the storyline of Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair, their mini feud going on involving Lacey Evans. The match itself was fine. You know, Nia still is, you know, super dangerous, which, you know, we talk about every time we get a chance. Um, no one looked, you know, incredibly bad. N- nothing too, Nothing too dangerous in the match. Um, I think it's interesting that Charlotte is going to be, at least in the short term, is going to be stuck with Lacey and we're going to see where it goes. But like I said, it was, I don't think think she's stuck with her. I think it's a good, I think, I think it's a good feud for Lacey Evans, you know, listen, and people were talking about the division has been carried by, you know, other than Ronda Rousey in there, it's been carried by the four horsewomen. They've been the women's division and now, you know, you're sprinkling in Bianca Belair. So you're sprinkling in Rhea Ripley. Um, you know, Raquel Gonzalez will be there at some point. You're, now you're sprinkling Lacey Evans. They've got to get somebody else over of these women eventually. They have to, right? And so I think they're starting to work their way. Although, God, Corey, can they have any more women's quote-unquote legends? I don't know Jillian Hall is the legend, but can they have any more uh, – uh, uh, women's legends in the match. Can we get some more NXT talent out there? But maybe because of COVID and stuff, they weren't able to. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think the Lacey Evans thing could be fine. I hated it at first. I kind of hate it less now. Um, maybe it'll kind of get Charlotte to be a little bit different or do something different instead of referring to herself as a queen all the time. Um, so yeah, we'll see. As far as the match, yeah, I heard Lacey interfered, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, like basically either like the idea of the roll of quarters or yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, whatever. whatever. So yeah, and hit her in the head. So yeah, we'll see what happens with, with, with that moving forward. And and also like what do they do with these tag titles? Um, you know, Mandy and Dana Brooke again. I mean, what are they? I mean, you know, it would be nice if you know Ember Moon and Sashi won the uh, Dusty Classic and then challenged them for the titles, and maybe they could be that could be a match in a pay-per-view down the road or you have someone, you know, a team from SmackDown um, come in. So, I, you know, there's a lot of different ways they can go. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so like I said, it was a quick, simple, easy opener. They opened up earlier in the uh, in the pre-show, apparently, and then they put it online that Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg was going to start off the show. Match went two minutes and 32 seconds. It was uh, quick and painless. Uh, just like, you know, all of Goldberg's matches, they're high impact, you know, bunch of finishers and then it's over the uh, I, I think jay as you put it either in the uh facebook group or on a workshop uh pod our twitter account that basically it was quick it was painless and we move on uh the sign of respect at the end goldberg you know putting over drew mcintyre we'll see goldberg at least one more time this year because he's got two every year on his contract i'm guessing we'll see him at either you know wrestlemania and one of the sub-main event type matches, maybe against a senior or someone else or at SummerSlam. But uh, Drew McIntyre got it done. We didn't have anything of a, you know, money the bank cash from the Miz. So nothing on that tonight. 
But uh, Jay, the pr promotion for it was longer than the actual match. Yeah, um, I I agree. Um, it, you know, it was fine. Like it was harmless, and um, you know, the people were commenting in the Russell Life chat. I mean, Goldberg was gassed after. <laughs> Like the thing about Goldberg is he's in great shape yeah. and he could run and he could do all these things. The problem is it's different. And when you're wrestling, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, talking about people in football, you know, getting, getting in football shape and things like that. Like, you know, it's different when you're out there playing same thing with wrestling, like rust, you know, doing a wrestling matches, you have to be in really, really great cardio shape. And he is, but he's probably not in shape to do a match like that. And he's, 50 something years old. So um yeah, it was fine. Um thank God it was short. Um please if there's one more match from Goldberg, that's fine. Please let it be the last match. I don't understand the Goldberg. Two more years left on this contract, so it's going to be two years. Well, I heard he doesn't have that. I heard it's matches, not years. I heard I heard it's I heard it's matches. Not like not he doesn't get paid by the year. He gets paid like for per match. So it's two per year. It's, it's two per year, and I think it's like he's got two more years left on the deal. I thought this was the last year. Well, whatever. Oh, so so we're gonna see. We're I just don't. Yeah, because I mean, people were speculating that he might have one more match left. I don't know that he has. I don't know. I mean, who who knows? I guess. <laughs> I but the can we just stop it with him, please? Like I don't get this hype, and every time that hype videos up, it's from 1998. He's had like how many matches in the WWE has he had? They don't show any of those. Because he loses or is gassed within the first 30 seconds. Like, they or never show any of his yeah. – or there's jackhammers where he's trying – he's nearly killing someone. Like, I, I just I just don't understand the, the, the thing with him. Maybe people like him. Maybe he's a big deal. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but, yeah, two minutes, the right person went over. Thank goodness. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what Drew does with uh, at WrestleMania. Because I, I think – I here's what I will say. I see Drew and Roman having the titles going to WrestleMania. I don't think they do not have the titles going into WrestleMania. That's okay. That's my take. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, coming out of this, Drew most likely has at least two more title offenses: one at Elimination Chamber, one at Fastlane. I can see with the return of Braun Strowman, he'll most likely face Braun Strowman at Elimination Chamber, and then at some point, you're gonna have to have the uh, turn with Sheamus. And I don't see Sheamus as a WrestleMania appointment opponent. So maybe at Fastlane you have Sheamus or, you know, the two you could switch or maybe they put, you know, AJ somewhere in there as a title defense. And Corey, maybe it is Sheamus. Sheamus I mean, oh, I mean, he's been the champion. Yeah. He's a big part of Raw. Yeah. Uh, they don't have anybody who's would be considered right. a star really on the rock. They barely have anybody. That might be the match. And then you have Edge against Reigns, and you know that that's the main event. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Sheamus and Drew is is the you they can tell a really good story back to when they grew up and you know, so on and so forth. Maybe that's the match. Yeah, I mean it could be. I got one quick question for you. We can talk about this more on another time, but yeah. WrestleMania being two nights this year, once again, do you see it being a Wrestle Kingdom style where 
unless they're doing like some like double main event where they do no uh, where, where, where one where one goes to the other where one goes to the other like they like they're building both nights i don't think so i think it's gonna be two separate well because they also have like they have i, I think it's gonna be two yeah i think it's gonna be like the universal titles the main event of one and a wwe titles the main event of the other that's, that's I, I would agree yeah that's where I, I think they go maybe they have one match that like builds on the other like but i don't i don't i don't see it and the show's so big that i i, I yeah i don't see it All but right, uh, it'd be it'd be cool if they did something like that yeah i don't disagree uh next we had ww women's uh smackdown title match 10 minutes and 21 seconds all these times Come from us from cage cagematch.net. Uh, like I said, 10 minutes and 21 seconds. Sasha Banks retained over Carmella with uh, Reginald. I thought it was a fine match. I thought their match uh, from last month was a much better match. Nothing was bad in it, but I just think they clicked better last month. Right person won. Sasha now going into mostly two more title defenses, at least on pay per view or network special, whatever you want to call these things. Um, what do you think of the match as an overall? Overall, I'm of course the right person won. But what do you think of their chemistry? You know, yeah, I didn't think it was as good as their first match. Um, you know, Carmella just doesn't do it for me as a as a performer. Mm-hmm. I think on the mic she's good. I think she has charisma. I think she has a good character. I, in the ring, she just doesn't. She doesn't hit all the notes. She doesn't click all the cylinders i feel like i'm like rooting for her to just do better you know she's a good athlete she's you know got some good moves but it just doesn't click with her you know um you know in the ring uh, she spends too much time talking and and like you know she I, I just i don't know i just don't i just she i don't know it, it's just not for me and sasha tried her best to get her rolling and I don't know the match just fell flat for me um but you know other people may have really liked it that's fine that's cool too but um just not just not really the match for me yeah I, I would agree I mean on the like I said on cage match right now it's got a, a 6.32 out of 10 which is you know slightly above average so um and like you said, and we both agree going forward the right move at least where everything stands is Sasha versus uh, Bianca Belair going to WrestleMania. I could still see them most likely could doing a three-way, still involving, involving Bailey, but we'll see what they do uh, moving on. Uh, then we had the Women's Royal Rumble match. Before we get into that quickly, what did you think of the placement-wise at this point? Did you like the idea of doing the, uh, the women's title match and then doing the women's uh, Royal Rumble right afterwards? Or did you like to have seen, you know, the men's other world title match back to back or the men's world. No, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I don't, yeah, I thought it was fine. I actually thought it was good. I liked that they had the title match. Although it, you know, it was rough because you had the, you had the title match, the, you know, the the, uh, WWE title match with Drew, which was not a good match. Then you had the um, SmackDown women's title match, which was not a good match. Then you had Bad Bunny, and which was whatever. You had, I don't know anything about him. So I had, it wasn't very impressive to me. Uh, but I think most mu- these musical acts really fall flat for me. Um, and then I think you had a bad backstage segment. So it was like a really long hour. <laughs> um, 
So I was I was happy to like watch a Royal a Royal Rumble match. So I, I it it was kind of perfect timing that I was like, okay, I, I need the we need one of these Rumble matches, please. So um, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was solid. Um, the the you know how they laid everything out in terms of um, you know the match sequence. So yeah, I was I was happy with it, and I was ready to see a Rumble match. So as we always as we spoke about beforehand, we were expecting some NXT people to be in it. The one NXT person I was not expecting, who I haven't seen on NXT in months, maybe a year, was Santana Garrett. I don't know where they, you know, got her from, but she's a good athlete. You know, she was in there. Well, she, I, she she lives in. I know she lives in Florida. Oh, okay. She so, like, she lives there. I think like that's where she's lived for a long time. So I think, and I think most of the people obviously are like there um, since everything is in Florida. But I think she lived there. So. I also think there might be COVID stuff too. I think I think that could have been a factor. Obviously, Keith Lee wasn't in the Rumble, um, so yeah, yeah. But but Shane Helms lives in North Carolina, so probably not a far drive for him, which is probably why he was there. So I think there was like you know um, reasons why some people were left out and some people were. I know people were complaining on Twitter like about Keith Lee. I mean, Mia Yim, his girlfriend, has COVID. I think right. contact tracing. I didn't think that you know makes sense. Kind he wasn't there. Portion, sure, absolutely. And and so and and uh, you know WWE doesn't want to tell you when people have COVID, so or whatever. And some of it, I yeah, you know, it's fine. Like I get it. Um, so yeah, I think that's why maybe people were missing. More people mm-hmm. were missing than than you know, like where was Candice LeRae, right? Like where was you know so. I don't know where was Raquel Gonzalez. You know where were a bunch of people. So I think there's other people they could have had come out. Um, the men's side, they didn't have any NXT people. Zero. Yeah. Uh, so from NXT, we had a uh, Shotzi. Shotzi was there. Tony Storm, uh, Santana Garrett, like we just mentioned. I'm guessing this. I'm hoping this was the Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley call up. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. Anybody else was uh, Dakota Kai was in the match, and uh, and Moon. So I mean, we had about four or five people. Anyone from there really stand out? I mean, I would say Tony Storm. Had a no, no, uh, no. They they didn't they didn't make any of them stand out. The the point wasn't for them to stand out. And Ember Moon was on the main roster before, right. so it was kind of more like she's just back for this you know one time thing. So really, pure NXT women. There were only a few. One of them who's barely been on the show. Um, and they really made it more about the legends, Tori Wilson, Jillian Hall, Victoria, like they had all these, you know, legends come out there. So I don't know. I thought the women's rumble, I, I enjoyed the end of it, but I thought it was kind of a strange, I thought it was a strange rumble with strange people involved in it. And I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I don't think it hit the, hit the heights that previous, uh, women's rumble matches have hit. I would, I would agree with that. I mean, I it was nice to see, you know, it was nice to see Mickey James, Victoria. I mean, no, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, like I said, cause, I mean, it was especially nice because, like I said, apparently last year Victoria was supposed to be in the Rumble, and last minute they pulled her. So it was a nice idea that she had a chance to be in it after what happened to her, I guess, apparently last year. But you know, like I said, I don't think anybody really truly stuck out. I mean, I'm I'm done with this 24/7 title and all all forms with a. And I think it didn't hurt the women's, you know, Royal Rumble match, but one of those things where, you know, it hurts some of the, a little bit of the credibility of the match when you don't need that type of stuff, you know, where you're like, if you want to do that during the men's match where it's something that's been truly established for the last 25 years, there's only like the fourth or fifth year of it. Like, let's, let's keep the, that type of shenanigans 
where you know something that's a more proven product maybe i know i'm, I'm part of it that really doesn't matter but that just kind of like yeah. Me so, so um, Alex Mercado, um, he's, uh, uh, you know, maybe he's listening live, uh, said Damian Priest is still in NXT. So the um, so we're thinking, uh, Alex, that Damian Priest has been moved to the main roster. He lost the match against Karrion Cross, kind of like Rhea Ripley losing against Raquel Gonzalez. And we think they're both coming up to the main roster. So, um, so I'm assuming that Damian Priest is on the main roster because uh, we haven't seen him in NXT in a while. And so I think that was his introduction um, to us. And he, they made him stand out like, oh, Rhea, yeah, Rip, like Rhea Ripley. They made, they made him stand out. So, um, so, yeah, so I think that's kind of where, you know, where they're going. But, yeah, no, it, and I think that was almost, uh, I mean, really the, Royal, the, the, the women's Royal Rumble was really the Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair show. I mean, that's, I mean, is there any other woman who really, stood out as like oh you know not i not really from what i remember yeah not really, really I mean, and, and i think say the ba- the bailey thing i almost felt like a botch where she got eliminated not even not even on camera they had to show a replay you know kind of was like a weird way for her to be eliminated well i think that i think the problem is they were supposed to eliminate her but it was botched how they did it right. so she was supposed to be be eliminated but i yeah i think the and you know what that's okay too um, you know, you have two women who they want to build a company around, I think, in Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley moving forward to kind of become, you know, uh, where the four horse women are like, you know, um, and I, I, I see them absolutely being that and they wanted to do that and they highlighted them. And what do we talk about, Corey? They don't highlight young stars enough. They don't do enough for young stars. Everybody's a jobber and they didn't do that. So we have to give the WWE some credit. Rhea Ripley stood out. Bianca Belair stood out. If either one of them are wrestling for uh, any of the women, obviously Bianca Belair is going to have an opportunity, but if Rhea Ripley challenges for Asuka's title tomorrow, it wouldn't be crazy. You know, it wouldn't be ridiculous. And so I think we, we saw that we, we definitely saw that there. So um, I think they did, they they did what they needed to do. Before we move on to uh, the world title match, or I guess the universe, whichever, whichever title that is at this point, what did you think of the handling of Alexa Bliss tonight? She's been a main focus of the show for months. I know we don't usually talk about The Fiend because it's kind of just been b- bizarre to say the least. But they basically, she was in the match for like, you know, two minutes or three minutes. And I understand Rhea Ripley is a badass character and most likely is not going to be maybe f- associated with Alexa Bliss. But you basically uh, eliminated Alexa Bliss and it was as she wasn't even a part of the show. You know, I mean, I know she may get the world title shot again, Asuka at WrestleMania, but it was almost as if this is uh, this is one of the big four. The gimmick is important, but we're not dealing with this on this type of show. We'll deal with this again on Monday. Um, so so before I get to that, um, Alex did uh, type in Carlito looked in great shape. Alex, we're definitely going to get to Carlito. Um, absolutely. Don't worry. We are going to definitely talk about Carlito. Um, as far as Alexa Bliss, yeah, thank God. Rhea Ripley is the biggest baby face in the WWE. I, I, I know people in the chat, the Russell life chat really like her. And I do think she's done well with her character. Absolutely. Um, I still think she leaves a lot to be desired in the ring. Um, and I still, and I still think her character is a little too corny and it's not her fault. She's doing a great job with what she's been given, but I think it just falls flat a lot. And I'm really glad she got eliminated. 
Like, thank goodness. Um, I, I, you know, and so, you know, I, it is interesting that they chose to do that. So maybe that's the next, where they're going next. You know, maybe Rhea Ripley is on Raw and is going after Alexa Bliss. Maybe that's what they're setting up. Although it will be funny if Alexa Bliss turns into a demon and is doing power moves on Rhea Ripley because she's, uh, you know, half the size of her. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. But maybe that's what they're setting up, Corey. Maybe that's the point. They're setting up a Rhea Ripley against Alexa Bliss feud. Um, you don't think forward. they've, uh, you don't think over the last like week or anything, they've soured anything on this gimmick or anything where we might be going in a new direction. Who knows? Like, they change, they change shit all the time. Who knows? Uh, but, um, I, it just, it wasn't the right place for the, for the gimmick. I don't disagree. So, with no, so, I bring it up, right? so yeah. So, but I think, I, I think they're not, cause usually if they're getting rid of a gimmick, they just won't ever, they'll make, they'll pretend like it never happened. Right. So they wouldn't usually squash a gimmick completely. They would kind of pretend it never happened. So I think this might lead to some type of Alexa Bliss um, Ripley feud. And they did a good job with the men of like feuds that have happened, like Dominic Mysterio and Corbin, mm-hmm. Mysterio eliminating Corbin. And so they've, they've done some stuff, um, you know, with, with those guys uh, with, with kind of highlighting feuds. So maybe that's where they go. I think it wouldn't be a bad feud for Rhea Ripley, as long as they don't they they don't get too crazy with Alexa Bliss becoming a demon and and whatever. Yeah, and like I said, as we both agree, the right person won. I think Rhea's gonna have a big time match at WrestleMania, and I would say this is definitely her pull up to the main roster. And I I think she'll be on Raw, but we'll see. You know what they do with her this week in the follow up. Uh, Jay, so WWE Universal title match, last man standing, 24 minutes and 54 seconds. Roman Reigns retained over Kevin Owens, as you mentioned, I think, earlier in the show, especially on uh, Twitter and in the uh, Facebook group. There was a little bit of a rough spot with the whole tech thing with the handcuffs. I thought it was a solid uh, title match, one of the better title matches we've had in a while on a Royal Rumble, which I think we've mentioned on the show in the past. Usually Rumble matches... Other than, you know, Punk versus, you know, uh, The Rock a couple of years ago, usually they're, you know, lesser matches or throwaway matches. So we don't, folk, you know, you don't lose focus from the Rumble itself. So I thought it was a fun match. You, you definitely saw that parts of this thing were taken advantage when they went to the back. I mean, they played off on, you know, the AW spot with, you know, Sammy Guevara getting run over by a golf, golf cart, which what they did tonight with um, Roman Reigns running over Kevin Owens. I thought that was done well. Jay, what was your thoughts on the uh, universal title match? Yeah, I loved it. Um, other than the finish, um, the guys worked really hard. Um, I think Owens and Reigns have amazing chemistry together. Um, I, I think it's been a really, really good feud. And it's hard to have a feud be that good when one guy wins all the time, right? Um, so I, I think it's been a really, really good feud. Um, the handcuff thing at the end was a get. It was a goo. You know, like it happens. You know, they couldn't figure out the handcuffs. I do love, I do love, and I, I didn't realize, I was like, I think Kevin Owens is going to win this. I was like, I, I was like, he's going to win. And when Reigns threw the guy, the ref's head through the, the uh, barrier there, I, I thought that was a great way to do that. I thought it was a great way to do that. Um, I think they should have waited until Heyman figured out the handcuffs to have the other referee come out. Mm-hmm. Um or maybe have him just do the handcuffs and not have the referee come out for a little bit. Um, also, the guillotine 
and I mentioned this, um, you know, a couple of places on Twitter at work shoot pod and the rest of life group, he, the guillotine happened. And then like the match was over like that. It was almost like they were pressed for time because it took them so long to figure out the damn handcuffs. And then they were pressed for time and he did a guillotine and it was over. It was like, why would he have just been passed out from the guillotine when he was fine? Not five seconds ago. Usually you would, but whatever. Um, anyway, some really good spots. Um, a good, a good fun match for sure. And listen, I, I'm, I'm not going to rip them for messing up on the handcuffs. I, I, you know, shit happens. Like that's, that's fine. Um, it was a really, really good match and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Like I said, I think it delivered, um, do I think it's, and I'm hoping that this Kevin Owens feud is done. It'll be interesting where Kevin Owens goes going forward into WrestleMania season. I mean, I fully expect him to most likely be in the elimination chamber match. If, if it is, you know, Drew McIntyre versus edge going to WrestleMania, you know, so I do expect that to be a thing. I mean, I could see him going up, may, maybe doing something with maybe a big E or, you know, maybe an icy title. Or I mean, I don't want to see him going back into another feud with, you know, with Rollins, but that might be the biggest guy remaining on the SmackDown roster if he stays there post, you know, Royal Rumble. But we'll see in the coming weeks what they do with Owens, you know, after this feud. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you have to have him have a high-profile match at WrestleMania, right? He can't be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. you think he'd have to have a big spot after this feud, after how good he's been in the feud. Like, people in the chat were like, Kevin Owens, man, are we sleeping on him? No, no, he's really good. He's awesome. He's been awesome for years and years and years. And um, it's really cool that he's he's getting, he's continuing to get this recognition, like, on a, on big stage, on this big stage. So um, I'm really happy for him. Uh, I think Reigns has done a great job of putting him over as well. Uh, and I hope he continues to get continues to get a push. So in our final match, main event of the night, the men, men's Royal Rumble, 58 minutes, 28 seconds. I don't know if I mentioned it. The women's match was actually 20 seconds, apparently longer, 58 minutes and 48 seconds. But 58, 28 minutes, 58 minutes, 28 seconds. The returning edge, second year in a row, comes back. This year he wins it. Your storyline going was that Randy Orton had the leg injury and he basically missed about, you know, two thirds of the match. I think anyone who believed it was a legit injury, I think, you know, has to remember that wrestling is choreographed and it's storytelling. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where if you didn't realize he was coming back, you haven't been watching, you know, wrestling long enough. He's barely able to walk. What's going to (laughs) happen? Come on. We know what's going to happen. Although Orton has has blown some quads in the past. That's true. Yeah, it's good. So, and uh, before we get into the match itself, I just want to say, you know, Alex uh, Mercado, thank you very much for your, your comments. Uh, f- uh, recent member joining the uh, Wrestling Life. He is a friend of former guest of the podcast, Chris Morin. You can check out Chris Morin's podcast, Morin's Law. Uh, Alex is, you know, we've had many conversations about wrestling offline, so Good wrestling fan. Glad to see he's uh, part of the Wrestling Life group, and uh, glad to see he's given a couple of thoughts on the show itself. But let's let's get into uh, Damian Priest. He was uh, we all thought he would be making his debut in the Rumble. There was talk, you know, a few weeks back that he would be joining SmackDown and you know being the the new best friend of you know Kevin Owens in this feud with Roman Reigns that didn't come about. But now he's there. I'm guessing this is his main roster debut. Uh, Jay, do you think he becomes part of SmackDown, or do you think he goes to uh, Raw? 
Well, for her sake, I hope he goes to SmackDown. <laughs> uh, but I think most likely he goes to Raw because they need, well, I mean, Keith Lee, you know, the recent NXT call-ups, Keith Lee and Riddle are both on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Lee might be out for a little bit. We don't know with COVID and contact tracing how long he'll be out for. Um, Raw needs somebody who's any good. Um, so I could I could see him going either. I could see him going either place. But if the talk was for him to go to SmackDown to be Reigns' best or to be Owen's best friend, then I would guess the idea would be for him to go to SmackDown. Can they do me a favor when they build an NXT star? Can we get maybe a backstage vignette with them or a promo about who he is? Can we not assume that the main that the main roster fans all know who all these NXT people are? Can we do establish his character and who he is a little bit? Um, that he just doesn't show up and it's like, oh my god, this Damian Priest is a big deal. If you watch NXT, can, can we just not do that? Uh, or just show highlight packages of him doing fancy kicks. That doesn't get a guy over. So, um, you know, however they profile him, I, I you know, he can talk and he's like, uh, he seems like he's, I think he has a, uh, enough charisma and skill as a big man to possibly be a, you know, possibly be a star. Now, you know, I think there's the scene of, I think we talk a lot about stars, right? And there's the scene of, Rock, mega stars, Reigns, you know, those type of guys. I'm saying on the level of, you know, a Kevin Owens, like someone like that who could be in title matches at some point. I really think he has that level of of potential um, and ability. So, um, you know, we'll see where they choose what they choose to do with him. But I guess since they talked about being on SmackDown, I'm going to assume he's going to be on SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a good fit. Uh, I thought he had a very good de- debut on the show. I think that they, with him eliminating Kane, you know, took out, you know, a legend of the Royal Rumble format. Um, I thought the way he went out was fine. Um, I like the fact that there wasn't a ton of, you know, surprises in a bad way. Like Hurricane was there. He was in there for like, you know, for 30 seconds, nothing too crazy. So it wasn't like, oh my God, we're taking the spot of somebody who truly needed to be there for this match. You know, I mean, who else did you have in there? Well, you had Carlito and Christian. What are you, what are you talking about? Those are, those are two huge surprises. Carlito coming out and Chris, Christian coming out? Oh, no, I was going to get that in a second. But I mean, All right. you only had, you know, like in the women's one, you had, <clears throat> you know, like seven or eight, you know. Yeah, the, you know? The, yeah, it's too many. You, you, you have eight surprises. That means you got zero surprises. If you got three quarterbacks, it means you have no quarterbacks, right? Like, agree. give me what stood out more, the surprises on the men's rumble. And I know it's a little different because, you know, the women's rumble has not been as long. And, and you know, some of those, some you know, it's not, they're not as established or whatever. But, um, you know, Christian and Carlito, I mean, those surprises absolutely completely outweigh anything that they did in the women's rumble. Um and I'd say those are two of the coolest surprises that they've had in the last several years, other than Edge. Yeah, and Carlito. And Christian, Christian, so Christian coming out was the level of surprise that I think it was really. I mean, and again, this is where we talked about the fans not being there. Heard it. I think the fans would have went ape shit with Christian. <laughs> I think they would have went ape shit with Christian coming out. I really do because I think 
Christian fans really, really have, have always liked him. I've always stuck by him. Have always been a reason why he's gotten any push he's been he's gotten. And then Carlito, forget it. I mean, they, the fans would have went nuts for those two. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, Carlito, quickly, uh, you can go back on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. The uh, before we were on the life uh, wrestling life, uh, the Pod Jobbers uh, actually had Carlito on for, I believe, over an hour uh, a couple of months back. He was on their podcast. So you can go back. Uh, on the Life Group uh, podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check out their interview. It was very open and honest, so that was a really good interview. Uh, so, you know, you go on the pod jobbers, and then you wind up getting back in the WWE. Correlation, I can see very possible. But um, if you're Buff Bagwell, I don't see that happening. He said a lot of very inappropriate things, but that's enough for another time. But, uh, Jay, I thought Christian looked really good. I thought Carlito looked good. Do you think, these, do you think the Christian thing is a one-off, or do you think we see him – do some stuff, you know, with Edge leading into WrestleMania. Do you think he's part of an angle where he gets taken out by, you know, whoever he's facing, especially if it is Reigns, as leading up to a bigger angle? Or well, I mean, the first thing I need to do is figure out these guys' workout plans. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, Christian had no Christian had no fat on him, and Carlito was chiseled out of stone. I mean, they they looked fan, fantastic. Um, I I think I don't. I think what Christian is more of a one-off. We know he's got concussion problems. Uh, he he's older. I mean, he's, he's close to Edge's age. Um, I I don't know that I see him coming back. Um, so you know, and Carlito Carlito seems to be just a dude who does his own thing. He's and I think he's always been that way, which is why I I think he could have been, I think he could have been a megastar. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And he just never got there for a lot of reasons. And again, the pod jobbers probably talked about it with him. Um, but yeah, he's, he's always been a guy that I've, I was Corey. I was a huge Carlito fan and I, I watched the match with Carlito at the, Oh God, the Dutchess County uh, center um, in Poughkeepsie. Um, and they had, it was like a live event. And it was Carlito against RVD. So it was just a random house show match. And I lived like 15 minutes walking there. So I was like, yeah, I'll just go. I, I don't, yeah, Corey, we didn't, I think I might've went with my buddy, Jason, my other buddy, Jason. And we watched the, the show and the show was like fine. And toward the end, they had Carlito against RVD. Corey, it was amazing. These guys, it's this random house show on a Wednesday night in Poughkeepsie, New York, and these guys busted their ass. They killed each other. It was flips all over the place and dives out of the ring. I'm like, this is a house show. Like, the, most of these matches have been pretty stale. And um, I don't know. I've just always been a Carlito fan. I think he's great on the mic. I think he really knew his character. I think he was charismatic. I thought he was awesome in the ring and innovative. And so he's always one of those where I, I was a, I was bummed that he never really made it. Um, but anyway, seeing him today was great. I don't see him like being in the WWE at all long term. Um, but maybe we see more of these of these one offs, you know, um, which that would be that'd be great to see. I'd love I mean, I think he's only like 40. Sheamus is 42. Styles is like 40. I mean, these guys are all in their 40s. So. Why couldn't he come back from what? So this is who we push guys in their forties. I mean, is it true? But uh, why not? Why not give him an, why not give him another run? 
The, you know what the guys WWE could use? They could use someone like him. Um, so, you know, who knows? It, it, his, his time has probably passed, but it would not hurt me at all to see him. So did anyone um, besides Carlito and Christian, and I guess to a certain extent um, Priest, really stand out for you in the match? <clears throat> I mean, Edge was in there. I mean, Edge was in there for so long, but you barely like saw. I mean, he won the match, so but he barely did anything in it. He was just like in the corner, laying down for most of it. Um, he wasn't super heavily involved. Uh, not really. Not really. There was no. There was no. I mean, we talk about. I mean, that's what we talk about, right? Like young guys and making them stand out. Like we didn't. Do we have any? young other than priest any other young guys stand out like i don't i don't think so it was about the surprises it was about all the old guys it was about carlito and christian surprising and christian giving that hug to edge i mean what a moment that was and you know and then edge winning uh and priest it's you know it's good that priest was you know got a shot but that's pretty much it so yeah i mean i guess i would say that ali had a couple of good moments before getting eliminated i mean I would say that, you know, um, I guess you could say Big Biggie. I like the interaction between Big E and Lashley, maybe building up something down the line. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I thought their interaction was good. I don't, I, I don't really believe in this whole tire, you know, Lashley versus Riddle feud. I don't feel like that was really truly built up during this match, you know. So, I mean, I don't think usually you see in the Royal Rumble – signs for wrestlemania and it really didn't feel like they were building towards anything i think i think sometimes we do that science i think that doesn't happen every year as much anymore yeah no i think every year it used to happen and i think like sean and angle you know that you know yeah i i don't think they did they do that anymore i feel like years ago every year they did it obviously you have the pandemic and also it's different now because Corey, who are the stars the part-timers yeah. Rock, sure. Rock, Goldberg, Cena. And some of those guys don't make it for the Rumble. Um, so I think that, so, and they're all, you know, two of them are big stars in Hollywood. So like, you know, I think that stuff's harder too to get those guys to come for the Rumble and whatever. So, and I think also Vince doesn't know what the hell he's doing for WrestleMania as well as part of it. Yeah, and you know, we know, he might know who's going to win it, but we're talking about who, who these people are going to go against. He might not have any idea right now, January 31st, who they're going against. So, um, so yeah, so I think, I think that's, I think that's also a big part of it is I think they scramble with a lot of this stuff more than they used to. One thing I will say that I almost forgot about maybe because it just so much went on tonight, but we had the return of Seth Rollins, which, I like the fact they played along with, you know, real life with the whole entire Rollins-Riddle situation where Rollins has made the comments where he never really wanted to ever work with Riddle because of, you know, Riddle's past with the sexual alleg- uh, allegation, um, sexual uh, allegations he's had in the past. So unless that's always been a work from the whole entire time, but they played over that. Even the announcers went and, you know, made slight comments, you know, about that. So, I mean, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if that's a feud that happens maybe at uh, inter- yeah, but these guys are all, every guy every guy you're talking about are on different brands. Like I'm trying to find something to care about, you know. 
No, I think, but Corey, I already said, I gave you the, 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 you know, the, 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 you know, the cliff notes version, right? Mm-hmm. It was about Carlito's return, Christian's return, Christian, Christian's return, Edge winning the Royal Rumble, Daniel Bryan possibly winning and having a chance. I mean, it, that's what it was about. It was, this was way different than the women's Royal Rumble, which was more of, Kind of as you said, more of a changing of the guard. This wasn't really a changing of the guard. It was a uh, old legend. It was a legend trying to relive his past glory, which I think is a great story in its own right. And I'm glad Edge won. But you know, moving forward, what what do they do? Um, how do they continue that story? How do they how do they continue that focus? And how do they eventually pass the torch to the next era? I guess that's Drew. You know, I mean, Drew's. He's, I think he's almost 40 as well. So just, just interesting. Um, and, you know, we'll see, we'll see where it is moving forward, but I, I enjoyed the men's, the men's Royal Rumble and last man standing. Those are my two favorite things on the show, but I don't think this is a rumble that I'm like, Oh my God, it was a great rumble. I, I don't feel that way. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, that's, that makes sense. So Jay, I think we've come to the point of that, of this, uh, instant reaction podcast where you give me, you know, 30 seconds to, uh, Catch my breath, and uh, you let everybody know where they can they can follow. Uh, you know all the other shows on the network. Sure. I gave you way too much information in our little uh, pop up there. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, today is uh, Total Bases, uh, and then Dong City is tomorrow. Total Bases is today at eleven. It was today at eleven. Dong City is tomorrow at seven. We got the Audible, the football podcast, big trade in football. It's it's. It's been crazy. We got the step back, the basketball podcast. Well, the Nets and um, uh, I, I want to call them, I want to call them the Bullets. Wizards ever stop scoring? Uh, and then you've got us on Thursdays and the Audible. The Audible is two times a week. I didn't know the Audible is two times a week. Uh, they work two times a week, but uh, that's the old schedule. So don't mind uh, me. I'm dumb. Oh, you're giving me the old schedule. Thanks, Corey. Yeah. So confusing the audience. Things up here. Uh, and so no show, no show on Friday. So yeah, so a um, bunch of shows during the week. We are at Worked Shoot Pod. We are on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we are Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. So we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we haven't done video as much. We've done video the last, you know, being on the Wrestle Life, being on the Life Group podcast and Wrestle Life has been really, really great. But we've mostly stuck to audio. So um, if you miss us at all, uh, you missed the show. You can listen to us on, you know, all those, any of those platforms. Just type in Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Absolutely. And of course, you can check us out on Instagram, which, uh, Jay, there's another podcast that we're associated with, Comedy Podcast. You have any recollection of what it's called? So I can't say it too loud because my wife might be sleeping, but you don't know Jackie. You don't know Jackie, the comedy podcast with Jackie Andy, Jackie Rachel, Jackie Corey, um, and uh, check check it out. You don't know Jackie, a very funny comedy podcast. Appreciate the plug as always. And uh, we will, like I said, uh, past episodes, we will be doing an episode on the David Arquette documentary, wrestling documentary in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and that should be really interesting because uh, it was an excellent documentary talking about his struggle with his career and post uh, you know, the decision of the, putting the, WWE, the, the WCW world title on him and how it affected his career and his deciding to try to 20 years later, 
trying to get back in the ring, you know, post heart attack and going from the independence and working his way up and some of the, you know, how people thought about him. And it was an interesting conversation. And, you know, with the Oscars coming up, you know, it could have an outside chance of last year. And now it's on Hulu. People want to, Hulu, people want to check it out. But uh, Jay, last thing, just quick last thoughts. Um, I really thought it was really good by the New Day having the gear of uh, John Huber. Uh, I thought that was really classy. I mean, I know they did a doc, uh, not a doc, they did a podcast, uh, I think like two weeks ago, uh, the New Day podcast on, on a tribute to him. I know that, you know, uh, we had the tribute that AEW Unrestricted did with his with his wife, you know, last week. So, you know, the, the wrestling world continues to do stuff for the uh, former Luke Harper. I thought that was a very, really nice touch. Um, I thought overall, like I said, I thought both, both, uh, both Royal Rumble matches were solid. Neither one, I think, are going to be, you know, super memorable five years from now. The result of Bel Air winning, I think, will be memorable because of, the, you know, maybe a sea change of, of what thing goes on. But I don't think anything on this show five years from now we're going to be going, this was a, you know, this is the best match of a year candidate or anything like that. Yeah, no, I, what, you know, about the show before we call it. Yeah, I, I second your um, take on a new day uh, and, you know, John Huber, Brody Lee, um, you know, I mean, especially hearing about um, with um, John Huber's wife talking about how, you know, the people who said goodbye to him before he was going to pass and Big E was one of those guys. You know, there were a bunch of other people, you know, Sean Spears, Peyton Royce, Cody. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, Big E is a WWE guy, right? And he was, you know, Peyton Royce, is, but she's married to Sean Spears, whatever. But, um, you know, I, I, they were really close from all the sounds of it. So it, it, this has really probably been very, very tough for him. And um, it is cool they did something, um, you know, more of a tribute to him and, you know, I'm glad that it's one of those things where, okay, he's passed away. We did a tribute show to him. You know, we're putting his kid over. But it's like, you know, keeping his memory around as much as we can. I think people pass away and then we forget about them and then we move on to the next thing. Um, but we should always try to keep people who pass away who are mean a lot to us in our, in our minds and uh, in, you know, in our forefront uh, as much as we can. So thought it was a cool gesture overall a good show was fine the first hour was a little rough and i thought the beginning like like half of the woman's raw rumble was a little rough Uh, but then i think they started getting hitting their stride once some of the legends got out of there also i gotta say tori wilson i mean she looked phenomenal I, I don't know what a-rod was thinking about i'll be honest with you don't i don't know what he was thinking about but um she she looks absolutely fantastic again never never the greatest in-ring worker but she's in tremendous shape and i you know i'd love to see victoria get another run why not you know someone put i think it was um jake barnett of pro wrestling.net he's, he's like you know she was really ahead of her time she really was yeah she was very innovative in the ring she was very good with her character. You know, it's funny that era of WWE women's division where you'd have these women who were just awful. Uh, and then you would have these women who were like really, really good. And you think like where they would be if they wrestled with these women today. And I know Victoria had some of that, you know, had a chance with TNA impact, but 
you know, this is like the golden age of women's wrestling, right? So it really would have been cool for her to see her wrestle a lot of these women on like bigger stages. But, you know, I guess we'll we'll never know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just be sure, you know, uh, to check us out next next Thursday or whenever you get a chance to listen to uh, the podcast in video or audio form on the Wrestling Life Facebook group or, like I said, wherever you check out podcasts. We'll talk about the countdown to WrestleMania. I believe we have... 69 days uh, until WrestleMania. I'm guessing this week's Monday Night Raw will start to put together some of the pieces of where we're going. We've also got AEW Beach Break with the wonderful wedding and uh, the big six man coming up to set up, you know, some of the matches for Revolution. We'll talk about, you know, all the things going on with MLW and a lot more. But uh, Jay, I think as always, as we say it, you know, the, flo- the final word is yours. I think we're done here. See ya.